0: Hi there, I'm James Dapache, and this is Coffee and a Case Note. (music) Team, today we are going to be talking about a set of legal proceedings commenced by mum and dad, who are quite elderly and unwell. And those proceedings are commenced against uh, one daughter, one son-in-law, and another daughter. And let's just pretend for today's discussion, I didn't even mention that other daughter. That daughter lodged a cross claim, brought in a lender, a couple of other issues that we're not going to get across today. We're going to focus on the daughter and son-in-law, but specifically the daughter who mum and dad have commenced proceedings against. What have they commenced proceedings about? Well, we'll get to that in a little bit. But firstly, the very interesting procedural court stuff. Now, what happens is mum and dad commence proceedings against the daughter, And what the daughter does is get some legal advice and the daughter then files a submitting appearance save as to costs. And what a submitting appearance save as to costs is, is essentially saying I'm appearing, yes court, I know the proceedings are going on, I'm submitting, I'm saying yeah look, I'm happy with whatever orders are made, that's fine, Um, but I'm not agreeing to any costs order being made against me, and if there's gonna be an argument about costs, I don't submit to that, I wanna come in and argue about that. So essentially, hands in the air saying whatever happens happens unless it's costs and I'll come argue about that. So, what happens is the preparation for a hearing marches along and uh, various steps are uh, taken as the litigation progresses. Thank you very much. And uh, among those steps is the very final step of setting the matter down for final hearing. Now, the week before the final hearing, um, there's a quick sort of pre-trial check-in before the court and at that check-in, uh, our daughter, who's our subject today, confirms that she won't be uh, contesting it, she won't be changing her submitting position. She understands that money orders are sought against her, we'll, we'll get to what those are, um, uh, and that she's not going to change her position, so that's a week before. And then we get to a moment during the progress of the final hearing. And in that moment, the daughter says, oh, I'd like to withdraw my submission, please. And I'd like leave to be heard in this matter. I'm not submitting to the orders being made. I want to get in there and have an argument about it. And the daughter's not legally represented at this stage. And what she says is, um, I'd like to have leave to get involved in the litigation in order to negotiate a more mutually beneficial sort of outcome. And with the greatest of respect, it's not extremely clear what the daughter wants to get. But um, that sort of works to her detriment in a way because it's not made extremely clear to the court why leave ought to be granted. Now, when will a court grant leave for someone to appear despite having filed a submitting appearance? As you can imagine, if a piece of litigation rolls along for a year or so and gets prepared for a final hearing and everyone thinks, well, one person's submitting, um, they're not going to argue about anything. It's only a limited set of circumstances, the court's going to go, oh, yeah, that's all right. They can take back that submission. That's essentially what our daughter's trying to do. The court says, nope, in short. Um, There's evidence before the court that suggests that the daughter knew for a significant number of months that uh, money orders were being sought against her, you know, that the proceedings were all about mum and dad getting some money from her. So she was aware of that for some time. The suggestion that it was only at final hearing that she realised that she'd had an opportunity to appear, which is one of the things she suggested was implausible, and that justice demanded that leave not be granted. And so the court says, look, thanks for your late application to withdraw your submitting appearance. Um, if you had issues to ventilate, those should have been ventilated at a much earlier phase and you should have sought leave at a much earlier phase to do it. Sadly, you're now bound to the cap consequences of filing a submitting appearance, no, you can't be heard. And so, what is the substantive litigation all about? The litigation is about the purchase of a home by daughter and son-in-law in in 2011 for a little over a million bucks. Then in 2013, dad, daughter and son-in-law enter into a trust deed together, whereby it is agreed that daughter and son-in-law hold 50% of the property on trust for dad, and dad will pay 600 grand to daughter and son-in-law. That payment's made, uh, and over the years, dad pays for some improvements to be made to the property as well. Now, in 2016, daughter and son-in-law sell the property for 2.15 million bucks, and they pay zero of that to dad. Now, uh, time passes, dad sort of agitates to say, well, you know, would it be all right if I could have some of my money? As you remember, dad is elderly and unwell. He's in his 90s at this stage. Um, And there are some some family meetings, some mediation, some discussions, some attempts to sort of massage a bit of an outcome. Uh, And daughter uh, presents two large checks, both of which are are unresponsive. They're unable to be cashed, and that expression has just slipped out of my mind. So they're checks that can't be uh, presented and cashed, uh, the expression for which I'm gonna need you to tell me in the comments below. But what we have is daughter and son-in-law not having paid any of the proceeds of that 2.15 billion to dad. Okay, so the court has these facts before it. It has no evidence from daughter, remember, because daughter hasn't hasn't been given leave to withdraw her submitting appearance. And the court steps through the steps. Yep, there was a trust. Yep, the money was paid to daughter and son-in-law in their capacity as trustees for dad. And so, yep, daughter and son-in-law indeed have to pay one half of those sale proceeds off to dad. The argument about the legal cost of the proceedings, um, the judge indicates, you know, uh, they ought to normally uh, go with the cause. You know, so dad having one, it's likely legal costs will go to dad, but the court is open to hear further submissions on that. And I hope that discussion assisted you. Much more than an unpresented cheque. Un- I can't believe, Anyway, another case note, another coffee soon. Cheers.